Hey, how's it going, Champagne Sharks? Hope everyone's doing well. Just wanted to uh, do some quick house cleaning, let people know. Go to ChampagneSharks.com and you get access to all the links related to Champagne Sharks. So instead of asking us where the YouTube is located, where the Patreon is located, where the merchandise is located, you can go there and find it all. And you can find where we are on social media, our products, all that stuff. Also, in addition to the existing Patreon benefits, which includes Discord server, book club night, movie night discussions, show notes, newsletter, and most importantly, bonus episodes, we're also giving people invites to the new voice social media networking club, Clubhouse. So right now it's closed off, it's in beta testing, you have to be an iPhone member, but if you join Patreon and through Patreon join the Discord, you will be able to get uh, Clubhouse invites. And the reason why we want people to get those Clubhouse invites is because we're doing a lot of stuff with the creators and the podcast fans, and you need to get invited to take part of that, including a new weekly creator and fans show that we've started over there where you get to interact with us and with each other so definitely become a patron for five dollars a month at patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks and without further ado here is the episode take care we were talking about the Russell Simmons getting bullied. Russell Wilson. No, no, no. Russell Wilson getting a bully, bully thing and how somebody put up a tweet about, hey, uh, what was it? Y'all don't like Russell because he remind y'all of the guys y'all used to bully. And now right. he's driving. Something like that. So there was a guy, there was a guy that posted this tweet and he was saying, women, without blaming men, why are you single? And all these <laughs> responses was under this you remember that Mario oh, all yeah. these responses today, yeah all those responses were under there and I was like and it's something that someone said in the thread that was like none of these answers are introspective you know what I I'm saying and one. they weren't I saw yeah. literally it was probably one. the same one we saw Oh, <laughs> it probably was the same exact one we saw. Yeah, you're probably right about that. That's the thing. And, but those threads, they're never introspective. Like, even when people no. do those things like, what's your biggest flaw in a relationship? And it's some shit like, I, I give too much. Too hard. Yeah. I give yeah, 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 yeah. That's, that's like that's a that's job interview where they ask you to, uh, you know, say what your worst features. Like, I guess I just keep showing up to work too early. I just work too hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of BS. Oh, that's what job I interview. My line. My line is, you know, I have to remind myself that, you know, to make sure to take care of, you know, practice self-care because I love Oh, it was a whole lot of that going on. Oh, yeah. I just need to work on myself. You know, I, I, I've been hurt in the past and I just need to heal. God damn, nigga. But, but believe that, I need to work on myself. That's exactly what I was about to say because if you're saying uh, he, well, I was hurt in the past, that's still blaming someone else. Right. That's literally yeah. what you're yeah, saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 But when, how long niggas need to heal? Shit. I don't but know. Some of these niggas, some, but some niggas need to. Shit don't be healing. People that what? They Go ahead. Shit. Some of the people be saying that shit and they ain't doing no damn healing. They ain't doing <laughs> shit. <laughs> right, they right. saying shit on Twitter. They and just know that's the cliche answer. Exactly. When I talked to Kenny, me and Kenny would talk, and I could tell right off the bat he knew what he was talking about. Oh, you really been you've been through this process. You know what? Like you can tell as a person who goes through that shit, who goes through their healing journey, you can tell when other people have done that healing journey work. Mm. You can tell when people are just talking. Because yeah. people are just talking, they're they're using all the lines. Like they'll say, I always tell Kenny this, they always say, I've healed. Yep. Anybody who's been on a healing journey knows that shit don't end. No, <laughs> no, it, it don't. And what you do is you you gain so many tools. Tools and you learn so many tools, it's always a progressive thing that keeps exactly. going forward. So when exactly. you when they when they give those cliched answers, I'm like, just tell the truth. You just like being on Twitter and you forgot how to treat a man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, it's really at the bottom. You you used to being on Twitter and you're used to treating men a certain way on Twitter, and that shit don't work in real life. And dudes you know, are coming across you like, what is wrong with you? Whenever you know what I'm I see the um the comment, I give too much, oh I God. always say, Oh, you struggle with boundaries. Yes. That's, that's what that really means. It's not a real, it's not a personality trait <laughs> you know what i mean like you right. have an issue with boundaries oh i'm, I'm too loyal again but, issues with boundaries you don't stand up for yourself that's that's a you damn. problem that's not a him yeah. problem what do you guys, what but, do you guys think also, also i don't even oh, no, go ahead because i'm gonna take it in a in a slightly different direction same journey but just a slight different thing so t if you have something pertaining to what 
Dieter or Kenny just say, oh, go ahead. Oh, okay. I was going to say, a lot of times, I don't even believe them when they say they give too much or whatever. Because <laughs> really, if you ask a narcissist and a codependent who gave too much in a relationship, most of the time, the codependents will blame themselves. Yep. You know, because the narcissist gaslit them and be like, oh, I didn't give that much. But if you ask a narcissist, they always think- Oh, they know, gave everything. Doing, doing the bare minimum. So to me, I don't even yep. think they had a problem with boundaries. The person that keeps volunteering so fast, oh, I gave too much or I'm too loyal. I always think, okay, you didn't do shit. Oh, like, that's mm. the thing, though. They don't. That mm. I'm not saying that they actually have a boundary problem because that you like you pointed out. If you codependent, you think you're not doing enough anyway. So what I'm saying is, when they say that shit, I point out like you're not saying nothing. Like you like this isn't a positive thing. You're thinking you're saying something like I'm too loyal because it's like as though it's a positive trait, and that's not a positive trait. Period. So that's really why I say it. Yeah, um, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm just adding the extra thing that on top of it not being a positive trait, I'm skeptical it even applies to the person who usually says it. <laughs> On top of yeah, and, else. and just to and just to rewind, like this, Mr. Was, uh, cynical over here. Just to <laughs> well, just, it's just right. This is just to rewind. This is something that uh, Nigel from Twitter asked me to talk about on the live because it was the whole Russell Wilson Sierra thing, and people was you know what what T had already talked about about him being bullied or whatever. And the reason yeah, why I added we record, Mario, we didn't record that part. So if you want to yeah. like, sum it sum it up, by yeah. All so basically, people were talking about how um, oh there was someone that left a tweet saying that oh the reason why you guys don't like Russell Wilson because he's the type of dude that probably got bullied when he was younger, but now he got your girl and he got a whole bunch of money. And the reason why... I added Mario in this thread. It was because Mario's been an athlete before and Mario knows what 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 the psyche goes into into being an athlete, specifically a football player. You got to be kind of fucked up to play football. You got to be kind of a maniac. You know what I'm saying? So no, Russell Wilson is not that guy. You know what I'm saying? But going deeper into it, I had a, we were going back and forth about it, me and Nigel, and she was talking about because he, um you know, when he talks on, in front of people, I said, well, when he talks in front of people, he sounds that way because he's a goddamn professional. When you're a grown man and you handle business, this is the way you're supposed to behave. What is he supposed to say when he gets on the microphone. Hey, y'all motherfuckers, we just won. No, when you are NFL man of the year, of course you're going to have that facade of who you are. Michael Jordan did the same thing. But even in his real life, and I live in this region where Russell Wilson and his wife live, and I've seen the work, I see the work that they do. That really is who that dude is. But also because he's black, about I think it makes a difference. Because if he was white sounding like he did, I don't think people would like automatically assume he was that corny. But I right. think because he's black, they just think he's like, you know, Look, um, the talking about that it way. Is- Dude is just, let's just say, he's comfortable in his skin. He's comfortable yeah. with who he is and what he's all about. And whatever it is that he is and is about ain't what a lot of other people is on. And people don't like that. They're not comfortable with people who don't fit their perceptions of what a star athlete should be or what somebody else should be. You know what I'm saying? People like you to be loud, boisterous, demonstrative. They want you to be hood. They want you to be this, that, and the third. And dude is right. not any of that. He's himself and he's comfortable being himself. And, and he's comfortable know. in that. Right. And the so parallel that I drew was in Mario, you know this. Well, you know, you know this, Mario. Like, I think a lot of times in our community, we'll we'll attach to a player like Michael Vick and Allen Iverson, and then we'll try to shit on Russell Wilson when it's like, dude, mm-hmm. really, honestly, they're they come from the same places of as far as being athletes. And do we really want to attach to Michael Vick? I mean, goddamn, really? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, sure. do you have to? And it's like living vicariously through somebody that you can't be or this personality, this hood personality. You know what I'm saying? Why would you want to live vicariously through that anyway? Right. You know what's interesting, <laughs> though, about that tweet? Because I was just thinking about it. Um, The guy that's saying it, he's calling uh Russell Wilson, basically, like, he, saying he got, he's his personality type got bullied. Yeah. But um he then says that, you know, these other guys, you guys are just jealous because he was able to, you know, y'all were, the, sorry, y'all would have bullied him, and now he's successful. I, whenever I hear stories like that, or people frame things that way, I feel like they're just living some sort of... Of, you know, incel wet dream. Yeah, like, yeah, projection. Just, yeah, like, projection. This, like they really have this belief that if a woman passed them up or in half the time it'd be some shit from high school. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah, yeah. who the fuck knows anything in high school? You're, you're, yeah, they passed me up in high school. Y'all were 14. Bro, what you're 36 you now. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, 36. What are you talking about? He probably sees, this, yeah, he probably sees how Russell, that mm-hmm. they end up pregnant. They all, they all think, they have this Alex L cartoon <laughs> mentality. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> the, the nerd that they passed up is now a successful billionaire. Let me tell you something. Most of the nerds I went to school with are still in the hood with me. Yeah. yeah. They're still there. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a big yeah. lie. It's the, it's, the, it's the reality yeah. of, it's like we talked about when we talk about class and I was just tweeting about, I'm like, well, what class do you think you are a part of? Because majority, if not all black people are usually one job lost away from damn near struggling. Yep. So mm-hmm. you have this idea that because, you know, we used to get into with these dudes online back in 2016, right before Trump won. And it was all these dudes, I ain't gonna say their names because now they don't, they didn't all become pro-black. But uh, these dudes used to, used to try to shit on people that have black studies degrees, African studies degrees, and they were all in, you need to get a STEM degree, you know? Like, nigga, you live right down the street from me. You can't live in the same white neighborhoods that I can't live in. And if them white folks fire your black ass, you're gonna be out here struggling just like me. So you're not, you're right off the porch. You're not down the block. Yo, you're just right off the were, porch. A lot of them are graduating uh, their degree from their programs and stuff. So I think they thought they are gonna make a lot of money. And then like a year or two later, I saw them doing like affiliate marketing and types of weird scammy yep. stuff and yep. selling like- Trying to sell like ties and shit, yeah. Yeah, yeah, talking about, you know, uh, black business. You gotta do black business, you know, yeah. or whatever. And, you know, they were on that weird uh, conservative FOTEP type of thing. Yeah, yeah. And now they're talking about anything. So I'm pretty sure they didn't get those dream STEM jobs that they kept bragging they were gonna get because so they all funny. stopped talking that STEM stuff. Which is funny to me because most of the black people that I knew that had STEM degrees were struggling to get jobs because they don't hire black people at most I mean, the stats companies. come out every year. Google don't <laughs> hire black people. Facebook don't hire black people. Amazon don't hire but black even people. Even like with smaller app companies that just got vent that, that maybe got like a venture capitalist behind them, well, they don't yeah. hire black tech people. No. So, but th- this is the thing about those people. They like to live in this fantasy as though racism doesn't exist, right? Right. Like, like, and I get it because we all want to be able to just live and do what we do. We really but do. What the problem, but the problem comes in when you're trying to put down other people because right. they're not in your field of work. I can't, everybody said, don't get a degree in sociology. You'll never get a job. I've gotten so many jobs with myself. I work in media with my sociology degree. I don't yeah, have I'm about to say, I got degree. two degrees and I ain't, I ain't working in none of those fields, okay? <laughs> but, but the thing is, I know people who got law degrees and don't have a job right now. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. had a friend of mine, he would just, only thing he could do was take temporary cases and they would just hire temporary attorneys to work on a case, then that's it. Yeah. You have to keep trying to get temporary. That was just so we could pay his rent. I knew I knew it was bad when I seen people with PhDs applying for um like regular coordinator positions because you know in the work in the work field your pay grade is gonna be different based on the title. So if it's coordinator right. um or whatever you know um what's the other one coordinator manager, director co- coordinator manager director and there's one below coordinator. So these were people with PhDs applying for these jobs. So when you're struggling in real life, it don't look nothing like Instagram yeah. or Twitter or nothing like yeah. that. It's, you gotta tell Brother, the truth. Yeah, I knew it was. Was bad when I seen truck driving jobs that opened up asking for resumes, bro. <laughs> like damn, they started damn. asking people for resumes. I'm like, God damn, I'll be damned if the day come when you a truck driver with your class A or B license, you got to show a resume. And you got to show so a resume. Have, Usually you just got to have that license, that endorsement. And the, in the in proof of the years. Think about how yeah. racist that whole shit is, though. Like, just think about mm-hmm. it. Like, they told all us Negroes, we watched a different world. Cosby we all show. The things. Cosby show. They said, go to college, go to college. Yep. They got all these posters up at our school. And all of us that did go to college, we come out and they tell us, oh, so, so you can get the good jobs. But now the jobs that you could have got out of high school are the jobs you got to get a degree for. Yep. And I got a degree for a job where 10 years ago, I ain't need a degree. Well, you know, it's one of those things I know Mario and I know T, I know y'all remember this. You know what I'm saying? Vinny, you might remember this. You ain't that much younger than us. But back in the day, when you looked in the classifieds, it would say, you know, um, if you got a degree, you know, you didn't really need a degree. You just needed a couple of years of, and they would train you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. But now those same jobs, you got to have a degree plus five years. And if you're a person getting out of college, you have to ask yourself, how the fuck, how the hell am I going to be qualified? I, I don't have five years. Right. Because you got yeah, to how do you I get you know some You got to know somebody to get in. Let's let's keep it a hundred. Exactly. You know what I'm it's you know, the never right. said that I'm not much younger than you guys, but I've never had to look in the classifieds ever in my life. Mm-hmm. Oh shit! But yeah, not I because did. that they didn't have them, but like you just pointed out, you is who you know. My first right. job was through an organization that I already was volunteering for. After yeah. that, it was just people hitting me up like, "Oh, hey, you should apply for this job." It was right. never like go look th- look in the newspaper. It was no- in fact there wasn't even Craigslist yet, and even then, it was when there was a Craigslist, I didn't go through you know that. So it's, it's yeah. So some right. of us, you know, you know, some of us, it's who you know, and that, and that's how it goes, and that's the reason why, like you know, a lot of people uh, they know I tweet a lot about sports, but I I'm not just telling you scores. You know what I'm saying? I'm telling you the intricate shit about why things are the way they are. So the, the, the topic about black coaches getting hired, you know what I'm saying, was about who you know. 
It's not what I like you know. Sports tweets. I actually do like. I don't always get to see them for some reason, but when I do catch one, I always like that they're. I just don't. I don't say anything because I don't. I haven't been keeping up with sports in a very long time because I right. actually hate ESPN. Right. But but I was. I read the stuff you said, and you do highlight like the racist shit that's underneath a lot of that shit. Yeah, with because the media, how the media is covering certain people. I know that you talk yeah. about that too. There's a, there's a microcosm of life. And so Absolutely. Find a, Perfectly a said. Yeah. Perfectly said. Because for an example, uh, there's a coach that just got hired to coach the Jacksonville Jaguars. And he hired a coach just recently who was pretty much fired and ran off campus for one, abusing college students and being a racist. And this motherfucker hired him. So you have to ask yourself, you know, because they always say about black coaches, oh, they don't interview that well. How the fuck did he interview? Because he clearly is not a good judge of of, uh, character and he's a workforce um, what you want to call like a workforce uh, uh, cancer, basically. He's willing to hire a racist. Now, mind you, now we're dealing with grown men. Mm-hmm. So if you hire this racist dude as a coach and he's going to be around grown men, that's a hope because on the pro level, you're not playing for the coach. You guys are working together. So black coaches aren't getting these jobs and when they don't get them, they give you these weird excuses about, oh, he doesn't, uh, there's a rumor he doesn't interview well. What the fuck does that mean? Doesn't mean you know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean anything. Black coaches Just say you do don't want to hire no get, black guy. Black coaches don't get repeated chances. It's only just now no. that somebody like Doc Rivers is getting, you know, is, yeah. is up there able to continue to get jobs. Um, and that was after years of grinding. Years, you know what I'm saying? Years, years. Doc Rivers had to grind for years, bro. Mark Jackson has never had another job again. Nope. Like, haven't it, gotten another it's, it's, one. Yeah. And, and it's even worse. And, and that's if in the, the black NBA ass NBA. Like that, right? You, you see, yeah. you picked up on what I was going to say. The supposed liberal league, right? And the right. NFL is conservative. So imagine how much worse it is in that, in that, in that ecosystem. The only way black coaches get jobs is if a, a black head coach hires black assistants. And the, it, the history is right in your face. You know what I'm saying? So that's, if that's the only way black coaches are going to get jobs, then they ain't going to get no jobs. And, let, and college is even worse. That's on a whole different level. They had a guy that was at your alma mater, uh, Vita, at USC who was on campus drunk. Got fired, got another job at Alabama, and now he's the head coach of the best job in America. I remember America. that. I remember that. Because he now he didn't just get drunk. He was, like, crazy drunk. Yeah, right? he was drunk. <laughs> yes, yeah, Steve like, was an alcoholic. Damn. Yeah, he was, like, tripping. I remember that. And he did get a job. That is yeah. so... I remember, he's at oh Texas now. You know, he, so like, white men fell up. You know what I'm saying? Black coaches and even black players, especially at quarterback, if you don't succeed, like that's why I'm praying for Lamar Jackson and Patrick Mahomes and all these brothers. And my because brother if they start out there having bad Houston. seasons, yeah, jo- Deshaun Watson. You know what I'm yeah, saying? If they have yeah. bad seasons, they ain't getting second chances. Look at RG3. The second chance don't exist. Exactly. He just retired. You know what I'm saying? He couldn't mm-hmm. get a second chance. And what they'll do is they'll put you behind another black quarterback so they can't say they're racist. Mm-hmm. Well, we already got a black quarterback. He's starting. So you nigger, get behind him. You know? Yeah, for sure. If he gets the hurt. College, but let me, I the wanna... college scene is the... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead, Vinny. You got it. You got the floor. No, no, it's all good. I was going to carry on this. But go ahead. No, nah, because I wanted to take it back. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to take it back, kind of like to that dating thing y'all was talking about a minute ago, man, with the um, with the <laughs> yeah, people. <go> ahead. <laughs> no, you know what? I just thought about something. One of the things that bothers me about the modern dating scene is this thing where everybody is adapting the this uh, like this pseudo psychological therapist talk and applying it to every relationship they're in. So like everybody's a narcissist. Oh my God. Everybody's everybody's toxic. Everybody's Right. What was that last one you said, Vita? Toxic. That's the other. Toxic. One. Right. There's a whole thing. So everybody's using this therapist terminology now, and I'm just like, hold on, wait a minute. Using it wrong. Using it wrong. Exactly. And so that's one of the things that I've noticed. Like, I don't know how people do it, man. I'm glad I ain't in that mix right now. But I, I just, I don't know how people do it because it, it's well, a lack of introspection, right? If the other person, everybody else is a narcissist except for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, except right. you. Right, right, right. So how do y'all look at that right. and how do y'all deal with, with, because there are toxic people, there are narcissists and obviously things like that, but not everybody. Yeah. I don't like this thing where you just, diagnose people with serious you know personality disorders right right Mm-hmm. Well, so I'll, I'll listen as a person who works in mental health and trauma and all of that. Um, 
this shit pisses me the fuck off because you're talking about real things. You know, like I talked about like how I I was um, in relationships with narcissists because I was raised by one. I had to literally and learn and go to therapy and figure out what the fuck was wrong with me. Like that's a real and the amount of abuse that I took growing up made it so I was in relationships who further abused me because I didn't know any better. That's a real thing. What these motherfuckers on the internet and these people be talking about is not narcissism. Just because somebody wants to watch TV, wants to watch a certain TV show and you want to watch a different one and they got their way doesn't make them a narcissist. Right, right, right. right, right you know, right, I saw right. somebody say that the song, Ty, that Erica Badu was toxic in the song Tyrone. Oh my God. I said, oh, I said, because somebody was like, y'all call Janae Aiko and I, I don't listen to Janae Aiko so I don't know what the fuck she talk about. But they're like, y'all call Janae Aiko toxic. Look at Erica Badu. I'm like, this. how does that apply here? Like, that has nothing to do with toxicity. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of women, specifically black women that don't like Erica Badu because she's, uh, has some they label conservative her as a whole views. Tap. Yeah, yeah. That's and so yeah. that's where it really that, that's where it's coming from too. anyway. Lauren Hill and there's a yeah, Lauren Hill. Yep. Tripping off of artists and their weird beliefs. You well, I mean, I mean? Well, like, well, no, no, no. It's not even about their beliefs. Is this if they? Well, no. You're right. You're right. It is about their beliefs. Bit, but a lot of times, you know, you because we in this age where people are willing to just bust their booty cheeks open for anything. So if anybody <laughs> just says, if anybody says, "Hey, man," but this is the thing. If anybody says, "Hey, man," why are you doing that? Oh, you're toxic or you're misogynist. Like, no. We. I just want to know why your ass cheeks. Is open on Twitter like right. for no reason. To go back to the to go back to the Russell Simmons, I mean Russell uh, Wilson tweet. I keep saying Simmons. <laughs> like how is like Tim Tebow uh, is super religious and whatever, but mm. he doesn't really get the same corny flack that like I think there's an ex- expectation. He's not successful. Black. Well, that's mm. true. Yeah, but I mean, mm. that's true as yeah, well. I but, feel but, like black I, people went in on Tebow a lot. Nah, nowhere near Russell because he's not successful. Well, probably not near Russell. That's true. Well, you know, when you're black and you're successful, you know, some black people in our community have this idea that you owe them something or that they should be able to just say whatever they want to say to you and you just got to take it. You know what I'm saying? So what happened is, and I know you guys remember this, this was on one of my old Twitter accounts that got banned, but there was this whole thing about Future having beef with Russell Wilson. And, and I'm not trying to, I, I know we got listeners from Atlanta and the South and all these different places, but majority of this was going on in those areas where, you know, a lot of Negroes from Atlanta and Georgia that hold on to Future like it's their cousin felt like they had this weird obsession with the women that Future was messing with that he had the right to abuse women and be toxic or whatever the fuck was going oh, on. Oh, they blamed the women. They That's were blaming they, the women yeah. and they got mad. It was almost like Sierra meeting Russell Wilson and them getting married and Russell Wilson becoming a stepfather to her son and future son. Like That was the worst thing he could have did. Like, what was Russell Wilson supposed to do? Put her on the track and have her hoeing or something? Like, I didn't understand it. So I kept seeing this stuff. And I was just like, damn, what is it about this brother? Okay, so now I know what it is. Y'all mad because of who he is. It has nothing to do with her. It's about who he is. And because he's successful, he's a successful athlete. He's not some just run-of-the-mill athlete. And he's not one of these quote-unquote NBA-type players. And he do it without all the extras. That's the thing. He's he with all the extras. But that's kind of, but that's kind of, that's kind of what I mean. Like I think people have a different. I feel like black masculinity. The one thing I will say to those black uh, incel types do have kind of a point about. They take it too far. Is the idea that I think black masculinity it is less room to be vulnerable. You know what I mean? So yeah, 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 yeah. I can agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they go too far with the complaint, you know. But I feel like this is this is what I think the problem of Russell Wilson for them is is that we were talking before we started recording, but there's a difference between swaggerless and like uh, corny. corny and I feel like Russell Wilson never had swag but he was never ever I'm pretty sure in the bottom socially no matter how no. supposedly corny or swagless no matter how swagless he talked he was um, a star baseball player a star uh, football player I think he got drafted for the MLB yep. as well yep. as the NFL yep. like you're always gonna be at the top of the social food chain he's the top of the food store, chain yeah. just, and you're not getting yeah. bullied right right Jimmy yeah. you, yeah. Brought, you brought but, that but up this, you know? <laughs> but, but, but this but is what I think. That's why I finish this, this quick oh, point. I'll be done. Uh, this is why I think they think they see how he talks and he respects women and everything. They, to me, I think associate talking uh, proper and respecting women with being bullied because to them, that's the reason why they think they got bullied. They think, hey, I got bullied because I talk a certain way or I'm not a thug. Oh. So this is why I think really makes them hate Russell Simmons, I mean, Russell Wilson. I gotta stop doing that. They think. <laughs> 
if I was a big NFL guy and I um, talk like him and treat women nice, which I used to do, I would flip up and become the biggest asshole. Like, I think they hate him because he treats, to them, women nice. And to them, the whole fantasy to of Russell, or someone like Russell Wilson, you know, they have this fantasy of what Vita was talking about. Hey, you know, the Alex L cartoon. To him, to them, Russell Wilson seems like the nice guy in the Alex L cartoon that should be yeah, 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 um, yeah. Tra- treating women bad. So that makes him feel extra mad that, look, <laughs> he respects women, he's religious and whatever, and not only is his star quarterback, he's well-adjusted and treating women nice. Like, F that. They like future yeah. because they like future for the same reason they like uh, Kevin Samuels. They want someone to vicariously get revenge on women, especially black women, for them. Oh, yeah, specifically man. black that women. That is so, that is, Damn, that's that right there, I think is super, um, a super poignant point. I really appreciate mm. you saying that. Because mm. um, I didn't even think of it that way until you pointed it out. Um, but another thing I wanted to add to that, remember the other thing that they were really upset about? The fact that Russell w- Wilson was being a father to Sierra's yes. future son. Yes, yes, That's, yes. And, and that was a huge... That was even huge. My cousin, me and my cousin got into it because he was talking about, he, you know, future takes care of all his kids. I said, he has kids everywhere. He has everywhere, a lot of kids. Yeah. It's impossible to take care of all your kids and they're not together. Like, that's impossible. Yeah. How? You, yeah, you can send some money, but that ain't taking care of your kids. You sure the hell ain't. What happens when they, when they, you know, they have a bad day at school? Do they call you? No. No. Now, no, they ain't called. You know damn well they ain't called. Future Future's giving them watches and shit. What's that corny shit he did? Gave the baby like a some crazy ass gift, and then Russell Wilson's gift is like a go kart or some shit. Like some kids actually <laughs> something that kids actually like. Yeah. Right. But remember, they were so upset about Russell Wilson being um, present and you know being a, a real. First of all, he's married to Sierra. He's supposed to treat his stepson like a son. That's that's what he's supposed to do. Right. But y'all want to sit up. But the other thing is, I think guys that like like my cousin, they are the type of guy that. Believe that um, men, it's okay for men to just get women pregnant and then roll out. Yeah, yeah. and you know what the sad thing about it is, I always have oh, a. Man. There's a specific. There's a part of. There's a part of me that has a soft spot because I am. Y'all know I'm a single dad. I've been a single dad for 16 years. My daughter's 17, mm-hmm. and I go hard on dudes that don't take care of their kids because I don't think yep. there's any excuses. And right. I used to. I used. I got asked to be a part of this program. They was gonna pay me like 33 bucks an hour to be a part of this program for brothers that wanted to get reconnected with their kids. And I was like, okay, this sounds like I thought it was brothers coming out of the pen. Mm-hmm. No, it's just a bunch of niggas that don't take care of their fucking kids. I turned that job down. I was like, no. I was like, mm. man, fuck that. I gotta tell another grown man what he already know he's supposed to be doing? No, I'm yeah. not doing that. You know what I'm saying? I don't I don't believe in that. I don't <clears throat> I don't believe that, you know, first thing, at the end of the day, the only thing Future should be doing is shaking that man's hand. You know what Absolutely. I'm saying? At the end of the day, Absolutely. that's the only thing he should be doing. But I do Bad. remember that, that they were really, really mad about the fact that Russell Wilson was taking care of that woman's son. And I was like, damn, I'm not going to go into it like Mario was saying. I'm not about to go into the whole psychological, you guys are toxic or your dad wasn't raising you. And that. Nah, man, because a lot of times, dude, and I know all y'all know people like this, they have fathers. They just ain't shit. Right. That's you know what I'm true. saying? It's dudes that got dads. They just don't give a fuck and they don't take care of their kids. And, and there's a lot of them dudes that complain about child support online. And I'm not saying that all dudes are getting a raw, uh, 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 all dudes are getting a raw deal with child support. There's some dudes that just don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? And they don't pay. And it's a you lot of women that so, get a pass mm-hmm. because the woman is reluctant to even file child support. You, it's a lot of black right. women. I don't know about, I can only speak for black women. I don't know what other races. Women yeah, I can't speak for white women. But it's a lot of sisters, man, that you know, by all rights, they can go and file for that child support claim, but they purposely don't do it because they don't want to. Because they know what's going to happen. Not yeah. only that, they'll purposely not get government services because yes. you have yes. to apply yes. for. Because my dad is a single dad, he in order to, he would have to put my mom on child support just to apply for food stamps. Right. So if you're a, a single parent and you're a single mother and you're struggling, a lot of I'm telling you, I've seen black women. They told me the same thing. Well, I, I was I was going to apply for food stamps, but I don't want their dad to get put on child support. Yep. He helps me when he can. He He's not really doing too, you know, like they have a mm. lot of reasons why they won't file. So when people talk about black women, like they, like we're all just out here money grubbing, getting child get, support, trying it ain't, to get it ain't child like support. That. Like, and no. most black women, and the thing that's so crazy, it don't even really be that much most of the time. But we don't want to. Really but does. we don't want to really talk does. about. But we don't want to talk about how there's white women out here, specifically the one white woman that got a baby by Blake Griffin and Matt Liner, and she's double dipping in child support. Mm-hmm. And oh, Matt Liner, she... Blake Griffin was pl- paying like something like fifty thousand dollars a month. 
Yeah, he was he was breaking bread. Oh I wanted to um, I wanted to run something by you real quick because you had mentioned um, that position that you were getting offered to. Uh, I guess council dudes that wanted to get back in touch with their kids. Right. Do you think it's space for dudes who you know because of toxicity from the mother of the child? They just was like, I can't I can't deal with her because every time we've seen some of the videos where yeah. guys oh, yeah. are trying to deal with their kid and then the woman comes you know bugging out tripping over this that and the third and some of the dudes don't want to deal with that. And they just like, fuck it, man. I'm going to just pay this bread, but I don't want to have nothing to do with her. So I'm going to try to stay away. Do you think there's room for redemption for if, you know, if that's the situation or because I'll just put it out there like this. I have a friend that um, and he listens to the show, but I don't want to. I'm going to try to be delicate, but it's really no way for me to be delicate about it. His (laughs) his ex. You know, he had a woman he was dealing with and she was telling her daughter. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Let me let me tell it. Tell it right. She was telling people that he was touching the daughter. Oh, wow. wow. Right. And oh, it that's was evil. That's right, evil. Right. That's evil. And it was total bull. But she told him, like, look, pay me this. And and I'm privy to these conversations. So that's why I can I'm knowing what, yeah. what went down. Pay me this. And I won't be saying that. But don't come over. Don't come around here no more trying to see your daughter. Da, 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 da. And he was like, damn, she got me in between the rock and the hard place. Because once that bell yeah, is a rung, whole different you can't situation. unring yeah, that different. bell. You know what I'm saying? No, like, that, that's now that. That situation, that's a little bit different because Mm -hmm. I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you a short story about somebody that I know that I I probably told y'all this and this was connected to that job. I used to know a dude and uh, he was he was always asking me how I got custody of my daughter. And my situation is different because my daughter basically got abandoned. So it was easy for me to get custody of my daughter. But but he was asking how he could get at least 50 50 custody. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to go through Mm -hmm. the process. Yeah. So I took him downtown to the courthouse. I, we, you know, because you have to get a writ of custody. You got to fill the paperwork. I was like two hundred fifty dollars for the paperwork. You got to send it to the other parent. They got to oh, fill it out. I think he told that. me this. I think he told. And when <laughs> it came time to go to the damn courthouse, he didn't want to go in the courthouse because man, I, I, I just don't like going to no courthouse. Yeah, I see, looked at that motherfucker. That, yeah. I was like, man, I should choke the shit out of you. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, <laughs> right, do right. you want to be? Do you want to be in your kid's life or not? Now, mind you, this nigga wasn't on paper or no criminal. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? So it was just that mentality. So do you want to be in your kid's life or not? Now, for the brothers right. that have situations like yo, that. Yo, yo, I'm curious. What did he think it was going to entail? I have no idea. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm dead serious. I'm, I'm literally standing See, in. Yo, I asked him. When Kenny told me that story a couple months ago, I asked him the same thing. I said, well, what the what, what the hell did he think was going? What, what did he think I don't know. Why do you even start the process if he's scared of court? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Did he think there was some road that didn't go through the court? That, I'm just trying to figure out, like, what? Like all roads go through court. For <laughs> right, right. A lot of times, I think when people do stuff like that, it's because they they didn't tell you the whole story. You know what I'm they saying? Didn't, like, he, did, yeah. he didn't really want to do it yeah. anyway. He was in his feelings because something had went on with the baby mama, and he, I'm gonna just get custody then. Mm. You call him like me. He was one of them. He, he yeah. probably yeah. thought you were just gonna thing. let him vent, and he didn't expect you to actually go push to him to get Yeah, because I don't want to hear yeah. your fucking stories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? I want to hear your stories for you know? Because I've I've definitely seen that before where guys are just mad at the baby mom they know damn well they don't want full-time or half-time they don't they just don't want to pay child support they exactly or they're just one or they're mad at the mom because remember there's still also abusive men who do things like that and i when i was a nanny i had dealt with that with the family that i was working with he was trying to get in fact he would lie he went to court and said he's the only he's been taking care of the kids most of the time while they were married but he's so stupid he didn't even realize there's a sign in and sign out sheet at the kids child care only one person's name was on there his was never and and the reason and this is what people got to understand is when you start talking about uh, custody and stuff like that, the courts don't deal with custody battles no more. They're not going to bring you in court and you guys argue back and forth. They're going to have you go to mediation first. And then mm-hmm. when you come to court, if you guys haven't come to an agreement about what you're going to do about your kids in mediation, this is what the judge is going to say. Where's where's the kids been? Oh, they've been there? Well, that's where they stand. And that's the end of it. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So the best thing to do is come up with an idea of what you're going to, because if you come to court with a plan, look, hey, J- your honor, this was the plan I created. I know she got to work weekdays. I work weekdays. The only free days she got is weekends. The only free days I got weekends. I would like this holiday, that holiday, this holiday. And summers, I would like from this month to this month. The judge is going to look at it like, okay, this nigga got a fucking plan. But we never go to court with a plan. Now, when it comes to the brother that you're talking about, Mario, that's when you really need to get a court involved. Talking to somebody like me is a waste of time. You need to go to court. 
So you would suggest that he should have just plowed through with that said, damn, you know. Man, you go to court, get you an attorney, get you an attorney, and you file for 50-50. And if she's making remarks like that, those slanderous type of remarks, that could be uh, hurtful for her case. Because if it's proven, she could lose custody of her kids. Yeah. And And that's not a hard thing to prove because a daughter, I'm sure, is probably able to say something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. For sure. Especially now. Yeah. And and the other thing I was just thinking is like, when it comes to kids, I really respect men, all parents, but men in particular, that fight tooth and nail for their children. Right. Mm -hmm. Oh, You know what I mean? There's so much respect in that. Because I know, this is I've seen bullshit. Oh, yeah. I have friends who are dealing with bullshit. You know, men, black men. Yeah. Through the court system. Hell, I've seen both the mom and the dad not want to have to go through the system but felt like they had to and they were both stressed out yeah about it. yep so you know that, that the, ju- entire... the judge the judge might say both of y'all unfit send them to foster care or send them exactly. to the grandma or send yeah, them to that happens homes. too yeah when i worked in social services that happened a lot but yeah. that's because usually one of the parents was on drugs yeah it wasn't there yeah oh, you've seen that probably you work in the schools but i always feel like when i when i hear the stories about dads fought tooth and nail for their kid and they didn't give up it might have took them years yeah but they didn't give up i always feel like damn that's a parent yeah that's a parent because you love your kids so much that you're not and i've had i've seen men give up because oh, yeah. baby mama was crazy yeah you know yeah. i knew a, i knew a dude i have a friend of mine um i haven't talked to him in a long time but i had a friend that uh the first time i think i told you guys about this the first time he ever had sex him and the girl was a virgin both was virgins the first time they ever had sex she got pregnant we was wow. i think i was probably 17 and he was like a year younger than me i might have been 16 he was 15 that kid now that kid is grown now but he went through i'm, I'm not making this up i I mean, it got so bad. He went to mediation with the, his son's mom. She called the police because she knew he didn't have a license and drove there. That's how bad it was. You know what I'm saying? That she is was, the shadiest shit I've ever heard. Yeah, but you know where his son is right now? Well, his, well, he's been with him. He's been living with him for like the last 10 years. So eventually, and I told him this. I said, dude, when a parent is that fucked up, the kid sees it. So you don't have to tell your son, man, your mom is fucked up. No, they're going to see that. You know what I'm saying? And eventually what ended up happening is the kid ran away from home, moved to his dad's house. You know what I'm saying? That's real. Yeah. That's real because I was just thinking that like, but even like if you look at most kids, they're very aware. Oh, yeah. Here's something I remember going back to the Russell uh, Wilson thing. Um, Vita said Alex L cartoon. And yeah, I was thinking about it. It was sitting in the back of my head and it hit me. Another reason why I think uh, so many of these guys hate Russell Wilson because they think life's supposed to be like an Alex L cartoon. So future is a thug that got the girl pregnant in their mind, even though Russell women, even though Russell Wilson never hollered at her before, in their mind, Ciara is the girl that didn't like Russell Wilson because he was corny. So then Russell Wilson went out and got a white girl, you know, because they form stories mm-hmm, in their mm-hmm. mind. That's why oh, he has yeah, a white wife. Yeah. And now she's pregnant with, uh, now she's pregnant, you know, with Future's kid. In their mind, Russell Wilson was to stay with the white woman or do what or do whatever. She's supposed to be coming around like, hey, Russell. He's supposed to be like, beat it, bitch, you know? So, right. So in their <laughs> mind, yeah, yeah. Um, y'all, I see, I see what you're saying you're basically saying that when she met russell wilson he was supposed to like clown her oh you want yeah. to be with those thugs over there stay your ass over there you whore right and he was to do that. yeah That's yeah, weird, yeah. Bro. yeah That's her life shit. is supposed to be over because <laughs> if you watch those kevin samuels videos one of the big joys that people seem to get out of them is him telling women who have kids and single moms yo it's over for you you over oh, it's 30. over for you yeah you, you have yeah. you have a you have a single mom so in, in their mind for cosmic justice to happen people like sierra have to be unmarried hitting the wall bitter you know and and her life is carrying on and for them that's like yo this is not how i was told by the the incel gurus that i listened to that's supposed to happen like her life's not supposed to improve you know that's weird man i always think it's weird anyway to be entertained by such negative shit yeah yeah on a daily basis Mm -hmm. on a daily basis like even kevin samuels i couldn't even take even when he talked to men i couldn't even really sit there and listen to him berate people yeah how dare you ask somebody what you know how they rate themselves looks wise and then act like they're wrong it's how they rated themselves yeah i mean maybe they've been successful with their rating system you know what i'm saying it doesn't even what, you know? what difference does a fucking make yeah because <laughs> at know? the end like, of the day like when you when i listen to that dude everything for him is based on material things yep. you know what i'm saying it's always based on how much money you make dude you got a big dick i'm like wait a minute hold on brother yeah that was pause, a weird one. pause pause bro why you need to know what this brother's packing because if you ask the average woman women don't talk about size i don't know if he knows that but nope. that might have a little bit to do with the fact that he 
ain't getting no coochie right now. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? But, but put it this way. The information about that dude is going to come out soon enough. You can best believe that. Oh, of course. You know what I'm saying? It's going to come says out. He talks too much shit. Yeah. People are definitely going to. They found out he's a Kappa today. So they're going in on him. You know what I'm saying? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. They found mm. out he's a Kappa. So now they're going in on lot. him. Explains a lot. It explains a lot. I was just thinking that. Yeah. It, has, it says a lot. And like Mario said, because Mario said that he knew who the dude was because he used to just talk about like the way men dress and cologne and stuff like that. And he found a niche. You know what I'm saying? He found a niche where he could fit in and he's going to get that clout until somebody busts him out. You know, until they the find worst, out that he's, you know, full of shit. The worst thing is he's got a nice style and everything. I bet his style channel was great, but yeah. that doesn't get the buzz. Man, the negativity they don't. gets the buzz. The ne- now, didn't we just have that conversation the other day, uh, yep. T? Yep. We just had that conversation the other day. I loved Bernie Mac. I loved oh, yeah. his shows. I loved, because I thought, honestly, I thought his TV show was one of the most brilliant concepts because yeah. it was, it wasn't just about him having these kids and, you know, trying, it was him trying to adjust and learn how to be basically a father. And he's never had to do that before. And so it was, because remember in the beginning, he's like, oh, I can't whip him. I got to find something else. Right, <laughs> right, 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 so, right. But the whole time, it's like always about his growth by him realizing, okay, my son Jordan's masculinity doesn't have to be bent on whether or not he plays football, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. So he's learning and he's growing. I thought, man, that's a and, and if you notice, Vita, Vita, I know you noticed this, Vita. He didn't. His money didn't matter. He was wealthy didn't in matter. the show. He was yep. a, a he was a star, but he yep. his money didn't matter. He was struggling raising them kids. He couldn't yep. buy him buying them something didn't help. You know what I'm saying? He still had to be there as a father. You know what I'm saying? Because your kids right. don't give a damn. You know what and I'm saying? The, the, and, I, and remember, these are kids who just, you know, their mother was, wasn't she on drugs or something? Or got yeah. locked up or something? Yeah. So you talk about these kids who just were also going through a lot and him recognizing that. I mean, it's a really adult way to do a comedy without putting, by putting a black man who, who these aren't even his kids. You know right. what I mean? And he's um, taking custody. He's, you know, he's taking care of them. He's learning and growing. And you don't really see comedy, to me, do that much in no, nah, it's gonna be like some Tyler Perry shit. That's and it's, it's always some goofy shit. Whereas it's always got to be Mac extra traumatic. Goofy. Yeah, we he always... was funny as hell, but he wasn't like Mark. Like Martin is goofy. Right. You know, no diss to the show or nothing. I actually like the show, but he was a goofy ass dude. Yeah. yeah. Bernie Mac, he wasn't goofy. Well, you remember what happened on Martin when they gave him a son? Remember the one kid supposedly was his son. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He didn't even know how to act. You know what I'm saying? So like he wasn't. Remember. Yeah, he was. Uh, there was an episode where he had a. There was a woman that said that he her oh, son yeah, was I his. Oh do remember. I do remember. Little big boy you know what i'm saying that was Alfie oh yeah from, um, the boy had big my ears my brother yeah. and me yeah my brother and me yeah, yeah. That was Alfie. he's from la i think he tried to become a gangster rapper after that oh but, lord did you guys see tried that? to holler at me on myspace oh bro <laughs> <laughs> hey did you guys see the kid uh that used to be on the dl hughley show man he was just on Vlad tv what the hell what oh, the I saw that. fuck wait, happened wait, to him wait, wait, you can't uh, wait, tell me he ain't been which, some shit on which show he used to be on the D.L. Hughley show. He played yeah, his son. The little boy on that show. It was the D.L. Hughley show? I don't even remember the show. Yeah. With, oh, um, wait. <laughs> T fell asleep in 1995 and woke up in 2013. <laughs> For real? Oh, 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 wait. Did it have a name? The Hughleys. called the yeah, D.L. Hughley show. Oh, the Hughleys. The Hughleys. Oh, I remember that show. That's when we had these white neighbors. That's when we had the white neighbors, right? Yeah. 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 I remember I used to not like that show. That's why I forgot what it was. Yeah. He, he had the white neighbors and what's the name was his neighbor too. Well, no, no, no. That's Damon Wayne show. Mm, the guy from Living of, Single um, was in it. The guy from Living Single was in it, right? The one that played the super? Yes. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I remember what happened because the whole, I saw like one or two episodes, but every episode was like white people are crazy. It was, it was that type of thing where like, you know, yeah. black people do things like this, but white people do it like that. And I got a little bored with it. I don't know if it got better. You know, yeah, that's you That's Dio Yuli's comedy. Uh, okay. you know I was, was going to say, that's pretty much what it, it was basically what his comedy was. Yeah. I liked it, but I was also like in seventh grade. So yeah, I was young. I, I was, <laughs> I was young. Shit, I was like 19. I, I, if I've watched 18? it now, because I like to watch old shows I used to watch and try to see, if, you know, how it hits now. Some shows hit now and it's great. And then some, some are even worse. Are terrible. Yeah, some like, don't age well at all. Yeah, we were actually talking about that on Twitter the other day. There were some old shows. I don't even know if you guys remember these shows, but it was a show called Get a Life. Yeah. With, uh, oh, you I remember used to Get love a Life. Get a life. Oh. That show was fucking insane. Yeah, that show was, was insane. <laughs> 
This show was insane, dude. And that show was coming on in prime time, dude. Please don't tell me it aged bad. Did it age badly? No, it aged better. It's even better. That show was great. It's like you actually watched this. I'm like, how did my dad let me watch this shit? Like, this shit is crazy. It was really weird. And episode to episode, the show had no continuity. Like, like, I think so. No, it was just every show was a new show. Oh, I remember this guy. He used to be in TV commercials, too, a lot, right? Yeah, yeah. He was a scary movie, too. Chris Elliott is his name. Chris Elliott, yeah. And that was shows like that and um that yeah there were shows those shows are like uh those old fox shows and i think because back then and i don't know vita if you remember this but i vaguely remember this when when fox tv became a channel that was i think it was like 1989 and um 88 89 and they were like throwing these shows on tv just to see what happened so there were shows like that show there were shows like herman's head and parker lewis can't lose and yeah like those were called beans baxter i remember that was a really bad show i I would watch right And these shows would just come on and it was like they had no filter. So a Parker Lewis Can't Lose was literally a spinoff of Ferris Bueller. It's literally the same, the same it's, show, yeah. it's not a movie, but it's just a show. And it did really well. So I think it lasted like four years, four seasons, which is enough to go into syndication. You know what I'm saying? So just looking back on those shows and I was like, dude, how the fuck my parents let me watch? Like Married with Children came on at eight o'clock. Like, that's yeah, insane. That's, a, that's an interesting show because I watch it now. When I was a kid, I thought it was so hilarious. But I think now because I'm pretty much a little bit more aware of shit I'm looking at, yeah. it doesn't it doesn't hit the same. In fact, it makes me cringe sometimes. Oh, it's cringe. It's definitely cringe. It it's is. a little rapey at certain points. Oh, yeah. Cheers is the same. Cheers yep. is funny as hell in certain parts. But the way that they basically sexually harassed this one character the entire season. The whole series. There, Rebecca, yeah. yep. Kirstie Alley's character, they basically sexually harass her the entire time. They damn near make her forced to marry somebody. Like it was all types of weird shit. I'm like, yo, this shit is creepy. I but can't. then they made but then they made her to be almost like not even she wasn't even a sympathetic figure. You know what I'm saying? It was almost right. like because they, they would made put her, her bitch. Like, Yeah, they like, would put her in she these had situations. Because, uh, yeah, exactly. Right. She, she yeah. Was right. So now right. watching it, it's like like Woody Allen, sure, you're hilarious, but I don't know if I can sit through <laughs> much more of this girl getting harassed all day. Right. The motherfucker showed up at our house one time. I mean, it's all kinds of weird shit. And I was yeah. like, no, this is... Wait, you said Woody Allen? You mean Ted Danson? Woody Harrelson. Oh, Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson, okay, yeah. that's what I mean. Yeah, fuck Woody Allen, that fucking rape. <laughs> well, you know, uh, but, and Cheers didn't have any black people in there. There was never any black people in no, there. No, not once. Not one not time. time. Yeah, Maybe but, a, a patron came into the bar one day, but that was about it. Yo, in the background. I'll be honest. Right. <laughs> I read they have no black people on the show that have you fuck it up. Yep. That haven't I was just yeah. about right, to say right, that. Right, right, right. So I'll give him that. Don't put us in there if you're going to put us in there in some stereotypical role. I'm good. Um, hey, I wanted to bring you back to a topic you were talking about. You were talking about the kid from the Hewleys. Uh, you were going to say something about on Vlad, uh, that the kid from the Hewleys, something happened to him. and He got charged hey. with murder. Oh, wow. Oh. And now his face is, his face is totally tattooed. Like oh, his whole wow. face. Like I don't know what he's from L.A. right, Vita? Uh, he might be. I don't know. Is he out? Is he out now? Did he? Oh yeah, he's out. Yeah. Oh, okay. How did he get he out was after murder? Up? No, he was he was locked up for it, but he beat the case. He oh, was he in beat jail the case. for like okay. nine months or uh, something like, and then he beat the case. And he went through about what happened. I don't remember because I don't really fuck with Vlad. But um, I can't remember what it was, how it led to that. But I guess there's some like child abuse going on in his family. His parents was like real abusive with him. You know, you know, he's a TV kid. You know what I'm saying? All those kids are abused. Yeah, ninety percent of them are abused. Yeah. By their parents and the adults that the parents let them around. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And there's a documentary on that called A Conspiracy of Silence. And it talks about uh, child mm. abuse and child sexual abuse with these agents in Hollywood. I think Corey Feldman yep. is the one that I put think that I've on. Seen it. Yeah. Corey I Feldman think put that, that together. It's pretty good, man. It's kind of it's some scary shit because it's terrifying. You let, it lets you know that people really do feed their kids to Hollywood. Like, literally, you know they feed their kids to Hollywood. Brother and I were talking about that because we're talking about my niece. My niece is like extremely talented. Like, she could sing perfect pitch at three. You right. Know, she likes to put on whole little productions, you know. So I was like, oh, we should get her agent or something. My brother was like, he was like, no. I was like, why? He said, think about it. How many times, how many kids did we see, you know, growing up in the industry, they turned out fine? None. The only ones that turn out fine, and mean to me, it's like the, the celebrities, not just like kids in the background. Right, right, right. But like, you know, he said, the only ones that turn out fine are the ones that leave and then maybe come back. Yeah. So I kept trying to think of people who grew up. And I was like, oh, what about, um, what's the girl's name? Kim Fields. Because I'm thinking, oh, Kim Fields. And then I read, oh, nah. she Took a break too, yeah. and then came back. Yeah. So Tatiana Lee took a break, came back. Like yeah. every, the people that stayed sane, pretty much left. And yeah. Then came back later. They went to college, lived a life. You know. And yeah, I remember back. um back in the day when I was a kid, what happened to River Phoenix? And uh, when River Phoenix died, which is uh, Joaquin Phoenix's brother, he died. Mm-hmm. He was a straight junkie. 
You know what I'm saying? He was a he was a kid. He was a kid movie actor. You know what I'm saying? And then they found him dead on a sidewalk somewhere in L.A., somewhere on Sunset, somewhere at some Look, bar or something. I, I don't doubt he got sexually abused. I oh, have yeah. zero doubt. You know, and I think the bigger the star, the more vulnerable you are. Yeah. I mean, there's stories about they. Used to, I remember um, seeing a documentary. I can't remember what the name of it was, but they talked about how Kim Kardashian and um, what's the white girl name? Paris Hilton and Nicole Kidman and all of them were like going to parties at 13 and there's like 40 something year old men up in there and shit. You know oh, same with um, Lindsay Lohan's mom would take her to clubs and shit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? So these people are feeding their kids to the beast. You know what I'm saying? This is what the, these people do, like, it just to get fame. Macaulay Culkin's parents were fucked up. You know what I'm saying? So And I think he went away, too, for a little while, but then he came back, like, not giving a fuck. Like, he, he don't give he a fuck sure about did. nothing. He, I think he talked about his parents and how oh, fucked yeah. up they were. He was gone yeah. for a while. Um, what's his name? Oh, Aaron. What was the guy whose brother was in Backstreet Boys? Aaron. Carter. Yeah, Carter. Aaron Carter, yeah. He talked about how basically his parents just took all his money. Damn. He's broke. Damn. Like, it was some, yeah, it was like all types. Like the thing about these kids who are in the industry, like their parents are usually insane. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. Like their stage, their stage parents. And for, first of all, it takes, a, it takes a lot of time out of your day and schedule to be your kid's agent or manager. That's extremely difficult. So you have to have that kind of time. You have to have be passionate about it. And most of the time, the parents are more passionate than their kids are. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's, that's something that people don't talk about. You know, the John Benet Ramsey case. Like, oh, that's so sad too. You know, with that case, they never really talk about how fucked up her parents are. No, they got to that eventually when they started blaming them. Because remember, they started showing like, oh, look at how they put her in these pageants. And it was creepy it's as hell. creepy why shit. Do, why the fuck does there need to be a beauty pageant where the kids... First of all, having a beauty pageant for kids is weird. Yeah. yeah. Um, But then you have them dress up like adults. Yeah, yeah. Why is... Like, why can't they look like a little kid? Like, the shit just make... It's just, there's no way you can be in that industry and not be a fucking perv. Right. No, it's... Full of perverts. <laughs> That's really what I mean. Even in even when you get into um like little kids playing sports, man, it's perverts around that shit, man. You hear about coaches getting caught oh, with absolutely. child pornography and touching kids all the fucking time, dude. Like, it's, oh, look at these gymnasts. Yeah, you know what I'm you saying. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They talk about that one doctor. How much you want to bet it's multiple doctors? Oh yeah, it had to be. He took the fall. It had to be. He sure did. So I so you're I, I 100% believe that. Like it's scary because you want kids to be able to explore things or whatever sports maybe acting. you got you got to be like but, richard williams you got to be like richard williams because people will take advantage of your kids yep yep absolutely and that's the other thing the parents that didn't take shit were the one the ones that were most hated oh yeah they're usually the parents that didn't take shit yeah they, they hate black. richard williams they hate richard williams there's an interview that you can find on youtube you bring it up. and richard williams exactly. is sitting in the background i believe it's venus sitting there and the dude yep. is asking her these stupid ass questions he's like checking this dude i told you not to ask her that she already answered that so you know they don't like richard williams because he don't give a fuck you know they try to throw richard williams under the bus about the fact that him and his uh what's their mom's name eunice that they're not married and they remember their daughter got uh his uh, their other sister got killed down there yeah, in, in la that, somewhere yeah. you know what i'm saying she got killed and all that kind of stuff but i like the fact that they stick together people can say what they want you know the incels they always got something bad to say about serena williams but when you talk about their family structure you never hear about their family being involved in no bullshit you know what i'm saying they're self-contained y'all should read yep. y'all should read his biography that's a really weird biography uh, Richard, Richard Williams. Yeah. It's a really good biography, but there's some stuff in it where I'm like, is he making this up? Like, he, he has some stuff where if it's true, it's dope, but like, he has a story. He has all these stories about fighting racism and he has stories about um, uh, beating up cops and mm -hmm. dressing up as a Klansman and going into the... Like, he has some crazy stories. I don't know about that. I don't know. About that. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> like, I'm like, either this guy lived the craziest life or he had the most vivid imagination, but it's, it's interesting. I, want, I just want I know Someone the else. story about him having to get into it with gang members down there in South Central. I know that's true. Okay. At that that's time. That's not hard to do. Get yeah. into it with gang members in, in South Central. Yeah, that's the like, easy thing. Right of passage. Yeah, especially at that time. But, you but, know what I'm saying? Oh, like, even worse. Early yeah. 90s. But, you know, but he wouldn't like back down, 80s. I guess, is what made it uh, interesting. Right, right. Like he would, you know, I think there's a little more. There's a movie. They're actually doing a biopic on him. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So there's going to be a little oh, more. That, yeah. yeah, Wow. Yeah. So there's going to be a little more that comes out. Because I always thought, when I first seen him, I was like, man, that dude looked mean. But then after I heard the story and see what he had to deal with. I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, you got to be mean. You got to be an asshole to these people because they're vultures, you That's know? That's why I appreciate black dads, you know, and especially in, like, the ones that are really looking out for their kids and supporting them in sports because that's such... A challenge. Yeah, man. You know, even if even what's his name, the Ball family. I mean, he was annoying as yeah, fuck. Yeah, he's annoying, but annoying as he was, fuck. He was right, but he was annoying. That, and yeah. that's what I was about to say. The problem was he was annoying. Yeah. But a lot of times he was right. Yeah, he was right. You know, he was dead on. He called out a lot of shit. But even though he was, uh, 
you know, he was extra. I do appreciate that he went that hard. Right, right, right. You know right, what I mean? Right, right. So I feel like when I see like parents, dads in particular in sports, especially black men, um, it's demonized, which that's the part that I hate, right? Um, but as I feel like as black people, if we could up, keep uplifting more so the stories of black fathers doing all these, you know, being involved, because we talk about moms being involved all the time. All the time. You always see the athlete on the sideline. Hi, mom. You see that all the time. Yep. They never talk about it. They don't even highlight dads like that. No, they don't. Not even so, Tom Brady's dad. Which is interesting. <laughs> yeah, they don't even talk. They talk about Tom Brady's mom because she had cancer. They talk about his sister. They never talk about Tom Brady's dad. Yeah. So, like, I just feel like when we see black dads being black dads, that needs to be uplifted by us, not white people. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, fuck people. them. Yeah. But, uh, but as far as us, I think that we should be talking about it in a different way versus how the media is talking about these people. Right. They don't even, even uplift if I don't the agree black with everything. I was gonna say they don't even uplift the black dads that are there. You know, in prison no. and, and really, um, unless they're somewhat toxic like Levar. I don't want to use that word toxic, but unless they're like bombastic like Levar Ball was. But outside of that. They don't really profile Serena and Venus's dad like that. Tiger's dad like that. You know what I'm saying? They don't really. You know more about Tiger's mom than you do about his dad. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that's that's really weird. Huh? But boy, I'll tell you, like you like you guys pointed out, if it was the mother, oh man, you wouldn't hear the end of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. They look how they talk about LeBron's mom. You know what I'm saying? Or Allen Iverson's mom, or different people. They always want to put. They always like to create a narrative around the black athlete that they came from the projects, didn't have shit. The dad is where wherever he is and the mom was struggling so bad and then when he got old enough he went and lived with the white coach you know what's funny when i was um i was actually doing some what was i reading i'm reading some article and in the article was basically pointing out kind of like what you guys were talking about earlier about football basically there's certain sports that certain people go into most of the basketball people are actually basketball nerds yes like that's all they do is play like they just walk around with basketballs and shit right like a lot of times they're not coming some of of course some come from rough backgrounds but not all of them no have parents that were extremely involved majority of basketball players come from middle class backgrounds football is different because football is a more rural area sport in the south which is where most football players come from they're coming from rural areas you know what i'm saying also, it's like, and they were talking about, like, so football players, a lot of times they do come from those areas, um, but they, because it's such an aggressive sport, that's what they're using. Yeah. So they want those people. And then he said, even now, uh, after the NFL, he talked about boxing. He said, boxing was like, basically, we're like the crazy motherfuckers. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Niggas, you didn't want to fuck with it all, because they getting, they boxing. And the boxing uh, people, like the boxing, um, what do you call those things? Promoters? The, uh, huh? Promoters? No, the coach. The like trainers? The, oh, the, the trainers, facility, trainers. The boxing facility. Yeah, they would actually try to recruit the kids that they thought were a little off. Like, look at Mike Tyson. Yeah, like Mike Tyson. Well, a lot of with the the culture of boxing, it comes. It's a a lot of underworld, a lot of underworld shit. So, a lot of trainers, a lot of boxers are coming from the underworld, or they're coming from prison, or they're coming from because prison they don't have football teams. Mm. They have boxing though. I saw you get in with some get into it with somebody who was taking of all things take offense to uh the idea that the mob is involved with boxing i couldn't even believe that yeah well it was somebody from the uk so you know you know how that goes man you know depending on where people come from because boxing is such a nationalistic and racist sport you know what i'm saying so when you're talking about boxing especially black boxers they want black boxers to look a certain way and come from a certain place and listen to certain people you know what I'm saying? So you got it. They got to listen to the, the promoters. The promoter's always white. Now that Al Hammond is involved in boxing, he's black. They don't want him involved at all. You know what I'm saying? Because there's this control. There's a control factor to it. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, when it comes to boxing and football, football, you know, California, you know what I'm saying? California is probably the only state where the best football players come from the big cities, Los Angeles, but the kids aren't going to school there. You know what I'm saying? The kids are going to St. John Bostic or they're going to De La Salle or they're going to Matter Day. They're not going now, to Dominguez anymore. St. Francis is uh, another one. Yeah, St. Francis you know, big funny. time. A lot of the top athletes, they were going to, uh, matter of fact, they wouldn't even make it to Mir. They would get chipped off in, in like right before they get into high school to go to different programs, whether it was St. Francis, Modern Day, Bishop of Modern, whatever. They uh, they didn't even make it to that school. And now it's it's come back to the point where people look are happy at, to look go at, to um, Look at who, you, who went to Crenshaw, Daryl Strawberry. I mean, all kinds of athletes went to Crenshaw High. I mean, you got a whole roster of Major League Baseball, NBA, and NFL players that went to Crenshaw High School. I was going to say, yeah. I remember Crenshaw being like the basketball school when I was coming up. In the 70s, mm-hmm. it was football. You know what I'm saying? Oh. And baseball. You got Daryl Strawberry. You got uh, Ozzie, uh, Ozzie Smith. Ozzie Smith went to Crenshaw. You got a whole lot of major league. Because baseball in the black community back in the 70s and 80s was a big deal. 
in oh, L.A. Oh, always yeah. had great baseball oh, players man. coming out of Los Angeles. You know, oh, yeah. in San Diego, down in San Diego at Lincoln High School, which is where Reggie Bush went to school and uh, Marcus Allen went to school there. These are all inner city schools, but it's not like that no more. You know what I'm saying? They're taking, like you said, they're taking kids before they even get to John Muir. They're going somewhere <laughs> else. You know what I'm saying? That's oh, the yeah. game. I would just say that, too, when you brought that up. I was thinking also about how deep sports is in some of these spaces. Like, absolutely, they're doing, like, for example, they redistrict lines yeah. for certain kids to go to their school. Oh, in yeah. middle school. Yeah. So the fact that they, like, LeBron James, wasn't he spotted in middle school? Oh, yeah. LeBron has been known. See, the thing about it, people don't understand, this is why I said most basketball players come from uh, middle class. LeBron is from Akron, Ohio. He's not from Cleveland. He is from, he did come up as a young person dealing with poverty and things like that. But they knew LeBron was going to be the one when he was 12. Like that yep. wasn't, it wasn't a a, a misconclusion, misconc- no, a misconception. They knew that he was the one, you know, yep. he was in on ESPN when he was a junior in high school. So he's 15, 16 years old on ESPN. They had been taking care of him. But in football, it's different because it's such a rule for high school. It's such a rule sport. You really got to look for these dudes. Not, you know, you don't just stand out. You see a running back go for all these yards. Well, who's he playing against? A bunch of little kids. You know what I'm saying? But with basketball, it's different because they got the AAU. So you find LeBron James. He's 12. LeBron James talked about playing against Michael Jordan when he was 14 years old. So he's been in the system going through all of this. So all the players in the NBA that's playing right now in the NBA, they've all known each other since they were like 14. Unless they're like Giannis, who's from Greece. Or Luca, who's from somewhere in Serbia or some shit like that. But even in, in over in Greece and over in Serbia, they've been playing pro basketball since they were 12 and 13. Luca was playing pro basketball at 14 years old. So the basketball system is a little bit different. Baseball is more, they don't recruit black players no more. They go into the Caribbean. It's cheaper. You know what I'm saying? Football is more yep. rural. But most, look at the ball family. Them kids came up middle class. Grant Hill, middle class. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shaquille O'Neal, middle class. Mm-hmm. Like Shaquille O'Neal ain't, ain't from no damn hood. His dad is military. Right. You know what I'm saying? Michael Jordan, middle class. And most you know of your saying? great basketball players came up middle class. Who's yeah. Who's that background? Okay. No, no. You'd have to go all the way back to like Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and Wilt Chamberlain and Earl Isaiah Monroe. Thomas. And, yeah, Isaiah. You'd have to go way back there when it was an inner city sport. Basketball is not an inner city sport anymore. And what Isaiah that... Thomas played like he was still in the inner city. Yeah. yeah. So there's this... And there's this uh, system they create and uh, and this recruiting system. And I always pay attention to this kind of stuff because these white coaches, what they do is they go into black living rooms, specifically when there's no dad around. And they mm. preach certain things to parents. And I, we, we've talked about this before, that yeah. uh, especially in the South, if it's a mom raising the kids or a grandma, they're going to start talking about religion. Mm-hmm. They're going to yeah. start talking about how they, they can be a second father to the, to the boy and all this other kind of stuff. You know, out here is a little bit different. They don't recruit like that on the West Coast like that. But down South, no. they jump right on the religion. That's the first thing they do. Oh, yeah. I always, it's funny that you say that because I, I, well, when I was keeping up with sports, I would always see that too. Like they would talk about like, the coach would go like to the mom yep. and they'll be like talking about, especially grandma. But like, yeah. oh, I see you. No, what church do you go to? I go to this church. Yep. Like, it's like being a politician. Wow. It's like being, a, when you're a college football coach in the South, you're probably the next biggest thing to a politician. You're the highest paid state employee. Yeah, I saw that. I did see that. So you're like a politician. Crazy. Yeah. Well, you know what the craziest part about it that pisses me off is that they pay these coaches all this fucking money. These schools make all this fucking money. Mm -hmm. And these kids who've been basically recruited at 10, who've been getting, you know, playing football since five, you know, they can't get a dime. Meanwhile, you have a big thing that says AT&T in the middle of the (laughs) goal. Right. the biggest scam running <laughs> shit pisses me off every time i think about it sorry when y'all start when you said it, it just it triggered me all over again. it's the biggest scam running college sports is the biggest scam running you know what i'm saying it's just you know we scam. just we just haven't figured well the players that figured it out and you have a lot of intelligent young brothers especially over at northwestern uh which you gotta be smart to get in northwestern any damn way but they're the ones that sparked this talking about unionizing college athletes and that's when they started I saying that. that now they're talking about players can make money on their likeness now. So next year, players can make money on their likeness. So Shit, that's the minimum. Yeah, that's you should be. That's the yeah. fucking minimum. Yeah. They should have been did that. You know, the coronavirus and COVID really exposed a lot of this stuff. You know, we weren't supposed to have a college football season. And then they opened up the books finally and showed us the truth. And so many of these universities, we had they stood the chance to lose hundreds of millions of dollars if there was no football season. Wow. So the. The truth starts to come out. So in all the bad shit that's going on, we still get a little bit of truth, you know. 
So when the when they are not playing, the school's not making money. No. So they're pretty much dependent on these students to bring in money. Yeah, if there's these no if students, there's no football team, working them for free. Yeah, if there's no you football team, mean? there's no science building, there's no library, there's no basketball team, there's and how no baseball. Sick is that that they're so dependent on that population. Women's sports would disappear. Would be gone. They absolutely would disappear. You know. So like, but how sick is that? Like, think about that. They all of this is riding on these kids not. Getting paid. Yep. And they're depending on you being in poverty and needing this to be your only way out. Right. Because there are athletes out there that don't need sports. Grant Hill did not need sports. His dad played in the NFL. His mom was a, I think she was a college professor or a dean or something like that. He didn't need sports. He was just talented. You know, Shaq didn't need it. You know, there's so many athletes that did not need sports, but there's so many more players that do. So back when I was in high school, Dominguez High School was big time. Like that was big time. You know what I'm saying? Basketball, you know, football, Dominguez High School, right? Where's that in Linwood? Compton, wherever it is. Uh, Compton. It's Compton. I think it's Compton. Yeah, it's like on the borderline. Centennial High School was big time when it came to basketball and football. Well, them kids is living in, in squalor. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of shit going on down there Hell at yeah. that time. So you needed that. You know what I'm saying? So kids needed sports, but kids are getting a little bit more smarter these days and seeing what's going on. And they're, you know, you got, especially basketball, I got to give them the credit. There's a lot of kids that are saying, you know what, fuck going to college. I'm going to go play overseas. And then you, I'll play, because, you know, there's a rule you have to be a certain age. Yep. To play in the NBA. So I'll go overseas, get play, get paid. And then when I'm old enough to play in the NBA, I'll be back. That's smart. And I've always told myself, if I had a kid and they wanted to play sports professionally, I would definitely send them overseas. I would rather they not go to college. That's what that's what LeVar Ball mm-hmm. did. LeVar, LeVar Ball did that. Go overseas. He didn't do that with Lonzo. I'm going to college if you're a full-time athlete, damn near. I don't care what these schools tell you. I went to USC. I, I can tell you. Those athletes don't got sh- time to do no, shit. No, that's why they all have the same major. And, <laughs> right. I was in a um, I was in a, a meeting because a friend of mine was hosting it. Um, but it basically was a train like tutors who, who are going to be tutoring athletes. Mm-hmm. So athletes get their own set of tutors. Yeah, they do. So yeah. I was, yeah, so I was just sitting there just listening, and it was interesting how basically they don't tell like they tell them when you're helping us when you're helping a lot of these athletes, you have to remember they don't have time for really anything. No. So you're telling them like, oh, go ahead, go over and work on that. No, they the fact that they're with you is their time to do their work. Absolutely. Like they don't yeah. have any other time, and they're required to go to tutoring. Yes. So and they're required to be in class. Otherwise, there's this guy that walks around looking to see if these if the athletes are in their classes. I promise you, it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah. The sad thing is they they funnel them into um what's the name of that degree general studies a lot of athletes yeah. have general so studies they degrees get american or, studies. or american yeah. studies yeah American yeah. studies and sports, sociology. Sports so, development, you know, something like that. But see, they don't, but this is my thing. Like, even if they're going to take classes, why not? It'd be something that pertains to what they already know. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, they understand the body. They damn near understand physics. Mm-hmm. Like, what is it? Why aren't they learning sports business, sports management? Like, that should be another track. That's another if degree an that you see a lot is uh, sports management. You see that one, too. Of athletes? Yeah. Football players, that's mainly. Good. A lot of football players that's go to sports good. management. They all want to be agents when they get done playing football. But I think that's good that, you know, I think we need, if they're black, they yeah. Any more black agents. Yeah. But I felt, but I just feel like if there was a kinesiology, like there's all these other fields. And I had a, I met a guy who actually played football. Then was, I don't know if I should say his name, but um, he played football for Berkeley. Mm-hmm. He quit because I think it was Berkeley because he quit because somebody died mm-hmm. um, in practice. Oh wow! He was like, yeah. So he was like, fuck that. Um, and it was like his friend too. So he was like, he was done. With, he was done with football. He was. He started going to school for medicine. So I thought that was interesting. He was like, yeah, as an athlete, I saw how my friend died in practice because he was just being worked way too hard. Mm-hmm. Um, which they don't. People don't talk about that part too. Like they work these kids unnecessarily hard sometimes. Yeah, you gotta be a so machine. Yeah. So um, he was basically telling me, like, I had to study medicine because I just couldn't keep seeing this. Like, you see athletes that'll, that'll, their whole career is over because of one injury. Yep. They have no other options now. They're going to lose their scholarship. What kind of shit is that? All right, y'all. So that is the end of part one. Go to, again, patreon.com forward slash champagne sharks or click the link in the show notes to get part two. Be good.